This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. Boy. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Story of Major League Baseball right now is about the uniforms. Take a look at Otani's pants. Break the veins. Look at Yamamoto. You could see. Break the veins. Did nobody notice that you could see through? Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, New York Times bestselling author Shea Serrano. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, every week should begin with a Franks and Beans celebration. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Live on the air on the Roku channel, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have a Sirius XM Odyssey and more. We say hello to our podcast listeners. We say hello to everybody out there within the sound of our voice or whoever is watching us live on the Roku channel, which is on every single Roku device known to man. Select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TVs, the Roku app, and the RokuChannel.com on the old internets. Daniel Jeremiah and I will be spending an incredible amount of time together on NFL Network starting on Thursday for the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's going to join us to give us the old preview in about 18 minutes' time first up. And then Tommy Curran will be joining us on this program because – uh, the Patriots are sitting there third overall, and every single year you're always looking for that inflection point where the draft may turn, where a trade may be, may be happening, and it involves a spectacularly uh, um, popular team and of interest to uh, a large fan base coast-to-coast is a perfect, for instance, when the Niners traded up to third overall, the question a couple of years ago was, what are they going to do? And we were hand-wringing over it, and as it turned out, it didn't matter. Um Bottom line is the Patriots are sitting there at three. Marvin Harrison Jr. is available. We're assuming at three. Will they go for a quarterback? Instead, Tom Kern will be joining us in our number three. And then Shea Serrano will help us review the weekend in the association. The Celtics have won eight in a row. It does appear that the Bucks are turning a bit of a corner, as it seems. The Oklahoma City Thunder doing what they're doing. And the Los Angeles Clippers Going through a rebrand here in Los Angeles. Lots to discuss here on the show. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you, sir? Rich, what's up, man? DJ Mikey D is in D's nuts. How are you, Mike? Good. You're doing all right over there? Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> long long oh. weekend. Okay, long weekend. Oh, yeah, long weekend. What games oh, did you do? All right. Villanova Creighton. Did oh. your, Xavier Marquette. Hey, wow. did the your fact s- that I just like labeled those out, right? Did your son get bar mitzvah? No. Okay, <laughs> mine did. I'm here <laughs> and I'm fresh as a daisy. That's all <laughs> nice, I'm saying. Rich. You know what I mean? I went through. I mean, we're talking about family coming in from all over the place. Family. I was dealing with thirty-four-year-olds yesterday. That's right. You got four-year-olds uh, or thirty? Thirty-four-year-olds. His son turned oh, four. Yeah. So, how are you, T.J. Jefferson? What's going I'm on? I'm great. Did you guys see uh, Curb last night? I did not. Uh, missed it. Missed okay. It. Well, I just want everyone to know but, if you've seen it. I'm not. I'm gruntled, but I will never be. Disgruntled. Assume soon, tape. Assume tape. You'll get it. Assume get tape. It. I didn't ruin anything. Wow. By the way, Larry's back on our uh, on our uh, docket. He's going to be joining us in March. Nice. So we got that going on Let's here go. on the program, which is nice. Eight four four. The rich. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. You had you had a big weekend. I'm surprised you. Uh, I'm you excited. Fresh. I feel fresh as a daisy. It's all good, man. And, and, uh, and, and we the, did not uh, try to hood. fight Cam Newton. You know what I mean? <laughs> by boy. the way, <laughs> let's talk bad. about that. There's <laughs> some real changes movie. being discussed <laughs> by the competition yeah. committee. Uh, I, I will continue to pound the drum to get a chair on that committee, and I will take that to NFL Network Air. 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday's the big day. Saturday's the big day. It starts at 1 Eastern time, and it's going to go damn near nine hours long in Indianapolis on that day. That is the day the quarterbacks get out there and spin it, running backs and the wide receivers all in one day. Yeah. And this is going to be great, in my estimation, even though it does appear Caleb Williams will just be standing there in his sweatsuit. Jaden Daniels just be standing there. It's possible Drake May is going to throw. We're still waiting to hear. And uh, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be in his uh, in his sweatsuit too. Mm. I don't know if he's going to run. Are these guys going to run 40s? I don't even know if they're going to run 40s. I, I don't know if we've reached the point in time where they just won't even run. They'll just show up. Yeah. And um, I understand what the question is. I know where it's coming. My answer is biased. But we're hearing coaches aren't showing up more and more. They're not showing up. They're staying home. Really? Yeah. Head coaches just aren't coming. Go ahead and ask the question, Chris. I know it. I could sense it. Um, I feel it from over there. Does the combine still matter? Okay. It is overreaction Monday as well. Later on, we'll, we'll have our overreaction Monday. Combine still matters. It will always matter. It never won't matter. Because... Lost amongst the conversation of will the top flight quarterbacks throw and head coaches aren't coming because they could do more work at home and the interviews that they have with the kids are just 15 minutes long and it's speed speed dating and it doesn't, you know, give these guys enough time to make a decision anyway, even though forget the fact that they could still show up and chat with them at their pro days and then invite them in to their facilities, and a lot of these guys are going to come and do that. But two things. Number one, I take it that the coaches aren't showing up. It's because the broadcast is so damn good. <laughs> By the way, I, I do I'm think not that's joking. A yeah, I, I'm I, not joking. Yeah, I think that's kind of I have been thing. told by coaches saying yeah. I get more from watching it at home right. than I do sitting there with my notepad and my... 40-yard dash stopwatch. You know what? Go run another 40 in your suit. And so, oh, I, <laughs> I plan mean, to. <laughs> uh, you know, it does make sense, I have I been told that, so I'm tooting my own horn in my answer. But the, the, the reason why the combine exists is for the medical reasons. These players, the first thing you need to know about them before you get to meet them before you get to check on their personality, their heart, their soul, their football desire and acumen, their ankle flexion, their vertical leaps, their three-cone drill, their hand sizes, before you get to know any of this sort of stuff, the most important thing you need to know is how healthy they are. I have seen, I have been told, I have witnessed, years ago when this thing was held in the RCA Dome, I went into some medical rooms. There used to be these rooms that were placed in this conference. I guess the, uh, the, the, this conference hall. And it was cordoned off by division. An AFC East room, an AFC South room, 
and so on and so forth. And in each room were the medical professionals for each team. And the players who got flagged health-wise went into this room and got looked at by each doctor. And one of them told me they found out that they had broken a bone in high school without even knowing they had broken a bone in high school because they went through the x-ray machines and a doctor's pointing out, you see that thing right there? You broke your bone right there. Do you know when? Because based on the way we're looking at it, it's probably a few years old. Wow. And the kids are like, what? <laughs> That's why the combine was created. They needed to get everybody in one space so the information about the kids medically could be shared collectively. In the same way that revenue is shared, this information, everybody got together saying, it's only fair if we know everything about these kids the same way. And one of the reasons why Indianapolis is such a great city for this event is the hospitals that are in the area, just in case you need to send the kids out for more examination and MRIs and things of that nature, they're just down the street. No traffic. You just go straight from the hotel to the stadium, to the hospital, and back. I know this isn't a sexy answer here, that I should sit here and rail against Caleb Williams for not throwing. Listen, he doesn't want to throw is because why? Because he may sail one because he throws a perfect ball and the randomness of the line of the wide receivers that are lined up has wide receiver number 47, who he's never thrown to in his life, running a route that is poor and now Caleb looks bad for it. Yeah, there's no upside. Uh, no, but, but the upside is, the, the, I, I will push back on that. The upside is you're competing. You're competing. And they will never turn this into some sort of event where the guys, I don't think they'll turn into, where the guys are running 40-yard dashes next to each other, or they got to hit a target. You get points. Suddenly you amass points and you wind up winning the combine. The way I mean, you that win, would be fun. I, I know, that's, but that's the television event. But this is still an event where the scouts need to learn what they want to learn. And I've been keep again, I've done this 20 years. The drills are what they are because they want to expose physical weaknesses. Like, for instance, you see these drills sometimes where the offensive linemen are lying down on the ground mm-hmm. and have to jump up and do their thing. Mm-hmm. Ask any offensive lineman. How many plays go well for the offensive linemen when they are lying down on the ground? The answer is zero. Zero point zero. So a lot of this is done just for the scouts, and I understand that the players don't want to, you know, put it out there. I guess it sucks for our television event, but I think it's good to show that you're competing, personally, and 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 again. Any team that passes on Caleb Williams or Jaden Daniels because they had two bad throws at the combine, well, good luck to you. Good luck to you. And then there's this news about Marvin Harrison Jr. that Albert Breer, our good friend Breer, of Sports Illustrated, he uh, reported out today, he's not going to compete in any drills at the combine or apparently his pro day. He's just going, he's just training for the football season. Now, you might sit here and go, what's the difference? 
Well, there is a big difference because a lot of guys train just for the combine because even though you're asking, is the combine still a viable event for 98% of the participants? You bet. I still get sometimes at my office at NFL Network, like CDs sent to me completely random by agents and players saying, my guy wants to show at the combine. This is a major opportunity for so many kids to show what they can do, but they got to be invited. They got to get there and then they got to show out. And some guys do make money. They do get a nice lift going into their pro day season. And Marvin Harrison Jr. needs no lift. (laughs) He does not. You could just say, put on the tape, put on this. So he does not need to train to get a few tenths of a second faster on his 40 or cut down a little bit of time on his three cone or get a couple of inches higher on his vertical leap. He doesn't need that. And so Breer is saying he is preparing for the football season. He's not doing skills drills right now like so many guys are at skills specialty places around the country to get ready for that pro day because you can then take yourself as a second-day draft choice and potentially put yourself in the first day, which is actual money. So we are now seeing, and by the way, apparently he hasn't hired an agent either, nor he nor Caleb Williams. And you're seeing guys who are coming into the league now that don't need the agent help or think they don't need the agent help. And, and so my only question for you on the Marvin Harrison subject matter, and I ask you guys to crowdsource this for me to see if I'm doing the best thing that I possibly can do from this chair is with Albert Breer saying that Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting a jump on getting ready for his rookie season in a manner that we haven't seen before. Where I'm not going to be training for the 40. I'm not training for weight and reps. I'm not training for the three cone. I'm getting ready for the season. Do I tweet back at Albert Breer that at least oh gosh. Marvin Harrison Jr. got December and January off too? See. See. Do I do that? Yes or no? No. no. Handle your you boy. say no? Because he... Because... <laughs> at least if he's getting a jump on things and the story is that he's getting a jump getting ahead of that it. he got a push before the jump and you could even make a case that he got a little bit of a push figuratively in the last quarter of his last game as well getting some time off it's not about you it's about the kid I'm, I'm, and him getting ready for the next level. That's what I'm saying. But it's not about it, me. You're using you're, you are. No. You're using it as an opportunity to make it about you. No, it's not. And your school against his school. The school, yeah. I don't know what you're picking up. I'm just pointing out facts. Didn't play in December. Didn't play in January. Could have, but didn't. It's a choice. Well, January is it? Well, December is the choice. That's when they played their bowl game, not January. They didn't play in January because that's when the playoffs were. They didn't make the playoffs. I'm just pointing out that if you're getting a head start, at least you got two more months of it. So I should not tweet that out. You say no. TJ? TJ? 
I mean, TJ. I mean, look, man. Do it, I do it? There was a time where you know Ohio State, State kept kicking Michigan's butt, and you come in here and you were sad. It's not yes. about that. And, and then when when I got here and I told you to start saying it with your chest, and, and, yeah. and then you did, and right. then they start winning. Yes. Like Meek Mill said, I used to pray for times like this, so I guess I should be happy the fact that you're acting like this because I wanted to see okay. it. So, so you say I, yes? I, I, I go, yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. 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 Good thing I have it in my drafts. <laughs> in my phone. So I can just hit send. I mean, he did torch you guys personally. You understand that, right? What? Marvin Harrison. What? He said what? What do you mean? <laughs> he you looked up the stats, huh? He can't play defense. He can't block and tackle. He did say after that um, hey, Chris, loss you remember that, that he had not seen Prescott. a defense quite like it. So he was getting ready for his pro season. Right, right. He hadn't seen a defense like it. Yeah. Only averaged 24 yards a catch. Got it. So, Rich, in essence, you're saying Michigan's so defense maybe it helped. He hadn't seen a defense that ready. easy. All right, I'll, I'll tone it down. I said maybe it helped that Michigan gave him December and January off, too. I'll just say maybe it helped that wow. he had. So are we workshopping? Yeah. I well, I mean, you're, you're, you're helping me out here. That's, oh, why I'm, just, I'm, that's why I'm crowdsourcing. That he had December and January off, too. Okay. Or maybe it will help. What do you think? I think will. You want to be active. Yeah, yeah. Active voice. Thank you for that. No problem. Okay. I'm just pointing and out he played posted. well against he played really well against Michigan both years of film team. So did CJ Stroud, by the way. Who's a really good player. I know. That's just in. So <laughs> business handled. <laughs> business handled. I mean, yeah. All right, Daniel uh, Jeremiah is about to join us. Oh gosh, again, 18 Michigan Wolverines at the combine. It's gonna be a fun it's gonna be a fun four days on NFL Network. And so we'll have a conversation with Daniel Jeremiah to set us up on the quarterbacks and other studs that are trying to show up and show out at the Combine. DJ next on the Rich Eisen Show on this Combine Week edition. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, the video of Cam Newton mixing it up at a youth football event or being messed with at a youth football event and going John Wick on every single person that came at him. Um, a couple things. First of all, why are you going to Cam? Number one. Number two, does the hat have a chin strap? Does it? Does the, it the hat might strap? literally be part of his body now. Well, the locks are in there so tight. Is that what it is? Yeah. Listen, Chris and I have oh, not had yeah. anything locked in on our hair in a quite some time. So I turn to you, sir. Is the lock master? Yeah. Is the lock master? Lock sat, you were is stuck that, in the hat, kept it tightly in place. But okay. first of all, you you look at Cam and you probably think you could, but I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> but who <laughs> thinks they can? I mean, six six two fifty pro athlete MVP. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like nah, man. You better be real certain about yourself before you go and jump. You better be Tyson jump, Fury, right? He went one on seven at the seven on seven. Yeah, uh huh. And he was the last man standing. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you look at like what the hell was that? I don't know. You know, a, a former guest Brian Ortega had a big win in the UFC this weekend. Okay. Shout out to, he's been on the show, of course, T City, and he's you know you look at a guy his size. Yeah, when you're a UFC fighter and you weigh a hundred, you know, seventy, fifty five pounds, then yeah, you you're not worried about fighting anyone. But if you're a normal, average, everyday citizen. Don't try to jump someone like Cameron him. Newton. What the hell was that all about? Have we found out what this is about I, yet? I haven't heard. Uh, unclear. Unclear. But okay. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he never threw a punch either. That's no. It. He just tossed the guy like a rag doll. Because <laughs> he's Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I know. Guys, Chris. Do we need to remind everybody one. who he is? Somebody, th- was in a, somebody was in a headlock. I think people forgot. Hug. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. He will be to my right for four straight days. For Let me figure this out. Uh, six hours that day, six on that day, and then eight, and then maybe six. What is that? 12 to 20, about, about 25 to 27 hours. We're going to be hanging out on, on TV. It's like a Truman show, uh, watching everybody and making it as enjoyable of watch and informative as a watch for everybody out there on NFL Network. My NFL scouting combine compadre, before we go chat uh, in Indianapolis on television together, joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, my buddy, Daniel Jeremiah. How are you doing, DJ? Doing great, buddy. I had my uh, my conference call uh, last week, and yep. the uh, one of the questions was, give me a reason Mm-hmm. Uh, why an average fan should tune in and want to watch this. Who the hell asked that? I, who the hell asked that? I, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't recall who it was, but okay. my response was uh, Rich Eisen pop culture references. I mean, let's just put it out there. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. uh, that All is, right. You come for the football, you stay for the interaction in the pop culture that references. All that right. Has. You know what? Uh, whatever, whatever sells the soap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever sells the soap. Um, are, are you going to bring those plants that are behind you? Can we can we bring uh, that? What are, are those real? Are no, those real? no, those are not real. No, I'm not responsible. I take no responsibility for anything that's behind me. Although, you know what? I just realized looking what? back over my shoulder. What do you got? 
Um, are, I don't know. If, I don't think Sauce is going to be with us, but are we going to bring our, uh, yeah. our uh, jewelry? Yeah, maybe Sauce will be with us. That's Al the Jeweler. Uh, that was one of yes. my favorite moments from the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. um, i got to remember to pack that thing just in case. Do it. Yeah, do it. All right, let's jump into it here. Um, we'll obviously be so focused on the quarterbacks. And uh, your mock draft 2.0 came out. Caleb Williams first overall. You know, Justin Fields last week, the conversation was who, you know, he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram and the reason why he did it and so on and so forth. And also the fact that he's agentless coming into the combine. How do you think Caleb Williams enters this scouting combine amongst the scouting and evaluation community, DJ? Well, Rich, I think he, he enters not only, you know, kind of as the heavy favorite here for the Bears in, in that big decision, which we'll have a chance to to really jump into of all the different layers of that, uh, which is going to kind of shape not only the draft, really kind of shape the whole offseason and the quarterback carousel that we're going to see. So um, most people in the scouting community believe that's what the, the what will happen, and I haven't talked to anybody that doesn't view him as the top quarterback. So we've got three guys I think we have a good chance of seeing go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback to start the draft, which is pretty unique. Um, but I would say where we are in the process right now, he's uh, he's in the uh, he's in the pole position. Anything about being agentless? Any any anything going on? Because you know, red flags are going to get raised about anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, how talented you are, and how dazzling you are in the eye in the sky. But what what's that conversation? So I, I'm gonna learn more about this, um, you know, as we go through the process. But kind of how what's been explained to me is that he doesn't want one agent he doesn't want one private coach that he's using a lot of different resources on both of those areas where in other words i've heard he's going to go around and visit with different quarterback coaches try and glean what he can from uh from each of them and he's been you know working hard by all accounts doing all that but a little different approach and it sounds like from the you know the contract side of it the agent side of it he's got a, a team of people that he's that he's comfortable with that'll handle that. I mean, really, Rich, you need the agent on that second contract a heck of a lot more than you do on the first one. You're just kind of going to get slotted in there, and that's kind of you know paint by numbers uh, stuff. But the agent helps, and I think maybe Florio or somebody wrote about this the other day. The agent helps with some of the other stuff and just kind of controlling messages and narratives and all that. There's value beyond just negotiating the deal. So um, I, I I would always advise kids. I talk to them all the time. I think you you find somebody you trust and uh, and you go hire an agent. I think that's uh, you know I think it's worthwhile. But look, he's this is the uh, the direction he's going to go. What if he doesn't vibe with Shane Waldron, right? I mean, what if he doesn't feel it? What if he goes through that 15 minute conversation with the Bears? saying well that didn't that didn't feel great you know like because you know how it works they're going to get a a small window of time to sit him down and have him on a grease board and whatever and that that's going to be the first time that they get to really sit down with him and that he's going to walk in the room knowing they 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 can take me and they're going to walk have him walk into the room saying let's let's kick the tires on the kid and what if he doesn't vibe with him what if the washington commanders want the, the hometown kid what if he, that's what he wants what if he vibes with the giants him and dayball hit it off you know what if he and uh, sean payton hit it off what if he and you just go down the list they hit it off and he decides that's where i want to go and he wants to try and manipulate the draft doesn't matter you know I don't. I don't think so. I mean, okay. it's just everybody's going to point to the Eli thing, and we've heard it. We heard it with Burrow and Cincinnati. You know those those thoughts. I just think at the end of the day, you're you're still kind of powerless. The, the teams have all the cards, and if the Chicago Bears feel like he's the best guy, even if they don't, you know, hit it off, 
I, I don't see them uh, giving in on that. Uh, so to me, I, I, I also think there's something that some of these guys, look, you can say, I, I, man, I like these coaches or I like that city or I like this situation. There also is something that history always kind of remembers you too. You're the first pick in the draft. Like there's some, there's some ego and pride involved with that of wanting to be the first pick in the draft. So, um, you know, I feel like this is one of those things we talk about every year and that it never really, right. uh, nobody ever really does anything with it. The other one that we always talk about is, you know, who are the teams are going to trade back into the back of the first round for that fifth year option <laughs> that rarely ever happens. Right. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's part of the, it's part of the conversation. So uh, then let's, let's, let's go about it this way. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen show. What would you think is a reasonable or offer? Let's just throw, throw it out there for Washington to move up from two for New York to move up from six. Like what would, what would you think would get Ryan Poles' attention or needs to happen to get Ryan Poles' attention to, to get off of Caleb Williams and stick with Justin Fields and, and surround him with players from these draft choices. What do you think? Yeah, you're talking, you're talking about massive halls. So um, I had uh, Jack work on this project for us. Who will be the great Jack Andre NFL network research. Yep. He's crucial. And okay. uh, if we get to this time of the year, so a couple different spots. And then I always tell them, look, when you're talking about trade-ups, when you're we're talking about a quarterback, there's a premium. So wherever the chart is, um, there's a premium tacked on on top of that. Right. So the, the teams we ran it for, we did not run it for Washington. Uh, we did run it for the Giants. So if you're thinking of uh, – actually, sorry, this was going from six to three. This was, this was not even counting the first pick. So if you, if you take Caleb and put him to the side and just say you're the Giants and you want to move up for the third quarterback, yes. you're talking about the sixth overall pick – to your two second round picks this year and a second round pick next year. That's to get to three. So that is a strong price to go up for the third quarterback. You talk about going from six to one for Caleb. Uh, man, Rich, they're not going to pick for a very long time. So that's, uh, here's, here's, I guess, my homework uh, assignment for you. How dare I say that? But I just did it anyway. What the hell? <laughs> Even though it's not homework, you'll be in Indianapolis anyway. I, I'd love for you and Jack to run the numbers of 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 two to one, yep. and from six to one, um, eight to one, because oh, yeah. this is Caleb Williams' world we're paying right in here. Like this is it. Like this is the kid that everyone's talking about. This is the kid that everybody's seen over the last couple of years. Certainly two years ago, more than this past year. Uh, that that's the conversation I'm I'm interested in having two to one for sure because I mean he's a hometown kid for the Washington Commanders, so maybe they want to yeah. do that. You know, I mean, yeah, it, it, you know, the interesting thing is everybody, you know, you can you can have all these different layers of this thing. Like I'm curious with Adam Peters having been a part of one of these trade ups in the past with trade Lance and that not working out. Is he, you know, maybe that makes him a little shy on that and saying, hey, I know he's a hometown kid. Man, there's still two other quarterbacks that are that are solid, really good players. We keep all our picks, stick and pick, um, or we're going to have to, you know, it's going to it's going to pay a steep price to move up one spot. So that that everybody has their own experiences they take into this process as well. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. Why do you have Washington selecting Drake May over Jaden Daniels? And how do you think that can get changed potentially over the next couple months? Yeah, I think that's wide open. I I feel, you know, to me, it's Caleb, and then there's a fight for number two. Um, and I think that's – there's there are – I would say more teams that I talk to are Drake May teams than uh, than they are Jaden Daniels teams. But I've talked to guys and, and uh, you know, I've talked to personnel directors that feel the other way. With Drake, you get more size. Um, you get a little bit more uh, arm strength. You get uh, somebody who – 
you know, was a little bit limited by the situation that he was in. Um, you know, he, he was not operating in the same uh, position that Jaden Daniels was. Jaden Daniels played the best. His tape is the best this year of any of, of those three quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels has thrown at two top 15 picks at wide receiver, and he played behind a really, really good offensive line. Um, the other two guys in the top three weren't afforded that same luxury. But, um, you know, that's that's why it's a fascinating discussion. And I think you have kind of with, with Drake, you kind of have more of that prototypical guy who's kind of built to take the pounding um, and somebody who can, you know, can just do a few more things throwing the football in terms of being able to power the ball in a different places. So um, it, again, it's a, that's a debate that is, is definitely ongoing. So moments ago, you said that you had tasked Jack Android of NFL network research of trying to figure <laughs> out what a trade up from six to three would be giants to new England. So I want to pull on that string a little bit here. Are you of the mindset that the giants are ready to move on from Daniel Jones? They've got one more year, right? So they can't really get out right now. So you've got one more year there, and then there's a it's a swallowable number for them to move on. Um, I, I did not get the sense, and obviously he wasn't able to stay healthy, but I did not get the sense um, that they feel like this is the long term answer. And I don't want I don't want to use the phrase buyer's remorse, but I feel like um, you know if you it, it's hard to say that you're in love with an outfit when when uh i think you're going to be at the store shopping for a new one so that's you know i i think they're in that i think they're definitely doing their homework on these quarterbacks they are doing their homework on these quarterbacks and then why would you think the patriots would be uh up for moving out of 3 well th- there's there's the veteran component of this thing and one of which is Justin Fields, you know, like where is Justin Fields land? We know we have the, you know, Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson and all this game of musical chairs. But when I was looking at uh, Fields teams, I know a lot of people have talked about Pittsburgh as, as being a fit there. That would make some sense. Sending him back home to Atlanta uh, where he grew up. I, I don't feel like we've talked much about New England. And when I look at New England and I look at a defensive head coach who would, I think, appreciate having a team that can run the ball with an athletic quarterback, um, and, and look, we'll, we'll play this style of football. We already have a really, really good defense. His, his fit there makes some sense. And if you look at it costing the 34th pick, Hey, Justin, guess what? You can, uh, you know, you come in here, we've got a great defense. We're going to be able to run the football. And now because we have the quarterback in place, we can auction off pick number three, and we can be the team to really capitalize in here and uh, and get a ton of picks to to support you and add around you. So uh, that was the scenario. You know, these mock drafts, Rich, you run different sure. scenarios. That was the scenario I ran this time. Well, um, you're, but your your final mock draft is the only one in which you endeavor trades, and boy, did you nail last year's by having Arizona, having Arizona move out of three for Houston to go two, three. You nailed that one last year, but um, just a further conversation. So New England would be willing to move from three down to six because they've already settled their quarterback situation. And you think Justin Fields being traded away by Chicago would net them a high day two draft pick? You think that's the market you're hearing for Justin Fields? Daniel? Yeah, I, I mean that's a, I mean that's darn near a first round pick. I right. mean it's pick thirty four. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's a that's, nice pick. I mean it's that's a nice pick. It's a premium pick. And I think to me, if you're the Chicago Bears, I'd be you know knowing what we've talked about before with the Sam Darnold compensation, which was a two of four and a six, right? Uh, not all in the same year. Uh, a high high two like that, man. I think that's I think that's really really good value. But in the meantime, for your mock draft saying that New England sticks and stays. Um, Boy, if they have already acquired Justin Fields and then they get Marvin Harrison Jr., 
That's that, fun. Don't you think? Right? I mean, yeah. like, that's what you're talking about. But then they wouldn't have a choice until later, I imagine, Friday night. And don't and they need they need people though. I mean, they just need they need Switch. some coal for that engine, man. I'm not a uh, not a numbers guy. Okay. okay? Yes. Uh, don't claim to be. Okay. But I think that being tied for last in points per game, 30th in yards per game, 31st and third down <laughs> offense. Uh, I, I don't think that's good. I think that's bad. Yeah, what do you mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. I know Brockman. I know Brockman enjoyed watching what? those games last I had year. A great time watching Pat's games this year, rooting for them to I lose. I think I I think there were more shutouts in oh. Patriots games than Red Sox games last year. I haven't looked that up, but I think that's it was possible. A rough sports well, summer. In you fall. know, here, here so Ohio State fans dotting New England with Justin Fields connecting to um, Marvin Harrison Jr. The, the the red, however, that Brockman currently is seeing is the supposition that Mac Jones is redeemable still. Are you hearing that as well? Like that they, they might just run it back with Mac and trade down and get more picks and get more coal in the engine? No, you're you're tilting your head like that that ain't happening. DJ? Um I, again, I'll tell you a story. When I was a little kid, and I was, oh, a, we would bring our baseball cards to school. It yeah. was to trade baseball cards, and I had some Jose Canseco cards, which were premium hot items. Okay. And I had a kid come up to me, and he's like, "Look, I don't want to do this because I love Pete and Cavilia. <laughs> I don't want to trade my Pete and Cavilia. He's great. I mean, I love him, but I guess I will take Jose your Jose Canseco rookie card for my Pete and Cavilia. Now I'm a third grader. He's a sixth grader. Nice. He's just got over on me like that. So I, that's what I think of when I, I think of this time of the year. That's your response that's to that great, question. Great, great yeah. comparison. So Mac Jones is the Pete and Cavilia of the question In this scenario. Yes. <laughs> Power hitter. Beating Camellia. Oh, my gosh. I, I still have all my Conseco. All right. So you think there'll be a new quarterback in New England, Daniel Jeremiah, here right. on the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have a defensive player in your top ten right now for your mock. No. What's up? It's a, it's, it's a quarterback, receiver, tight end. Or, sorry, tackle? quarterback, receiver, tackle, draft, Rich. That's what it is. And we're going to have corners. Um, that's going to be the defensive position where we'll see a bunch of them go. And I think that corner run, though, could be you know in the – in the 10 to 25 range, we could see a boatload of those corners come off the board. Okay, so when we're 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 Saturday's the, the combine big day always is, but that truly is the the meat of of this combine, which is quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers. That's that's yeah, the meat I, of the combine for sure. Yeah, I would say for sure the the quarterbacks and the wide receivers, um, the running backs are fascinating this year because. We don't have one of you know we don't have a Jameer Gibbs we don't have a Bijan Robinson but we've got six to eight guys that are really closely graded that are good players mm-hmm. that you know I would say traditionally are you know forties eh, fifties like kind of going to go in that range like that type of player but because there's so many of them in that clump Rich I think we could have a game of chicken uh, when we get to Detroit where you say hey I don't want to be the first one in line. On this ride, I just need to get on before the ride's over. So, you know, does that push these running backs maybe even to like the bottom of the second, maybe even to the top of the third round? And then once one goes, you see just a run on those guys. You know, six, seven, eight of them end up going uh, in short order. Defensive line group, break it down for me. What about that? Defensive line, we've got three, uh, three top guys to me that kind of have separated them. Uh, themselves. Uh, when you look at, at Dallas Turner from Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Liatu Latu from UCLA, who's the most polished of all the, all the pass rushers in this draft. Now he's got the medical stuff. He had been medically retired at Washington. Goes to UCLA, played lights out 
So the medical portion for him uh, will be very big. And then Jared Verse, who's uh, just a great story. The guy was playing tight end at Albany not long ago, and uh, he goes to Florida State and tears it up. Those are those are kind of the top three guys. But the one that you know will be probably ooing and aahing over in Indy is uh, is Chop Robinson from Penn State because. Yeah, wait for it. We're going to have a Penn State kid test really well, Rich. Nice. We've never seen that at the Combine before, but he is going to put on a show. Okay, and somebody's going to you think a 4-3? You can see a defensive lineman run 4-3? What do you I think? think he's going to, I think it'll be in the 4-4s, four but, mm. you know, it's one day we're gonna One pounds. day we're going to see a defensive lineman run a 4-3. I mean, we're just going to see it. It's just going to happen. Yeah, we're heading there. All right, um, before, I, before I let you go, just as you know, a preview. Um, you do know the the number eighteen, right? Number eighteen in Indianapolis usually usually does mean the guy on the statue out front. Correct. But th- this time around, number eighteen is the number of Michigan Wolverines at the combine, which is a record setter. And I'm just giving you a heads up, Daniel, that uh, I might mention this every now and then during the four day broadcast. If you're aware, of that. I was funny. I I call around because I've you know finished watching all the tape on all these guys, and there's a lot of mission guys to watch. And then I call right. around to training facilities and coaches, and you know, hey, let's tell me about the guys that are working out there. Tell me guys you played against. Mm-hmm. And every time a Michigan player comes up, you know, we're going over 15, 20 players. A Michigan player comes back. Eh, eh, Rich has got that. We're fine. All right, get the next guy. Just give me the next guy here. Rich is going to have the flat. When this guy runs the forty, <laughs> this is going to be Rich's territory here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just. I'm the I'm the mustard on the hot dog here. He's gonna he's gonna be able to go with this. No, thing no, and I, I appreciate guys. that, but no, no, no. Don't don't leave it up to me. I need to hear what you have to say, Daniel. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've the number of times I've heard what you have to say about so many Buckeyes and so many Crimson Tide and well the, the LSU guys from a few years ago. No, 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 no. I need to hear what you have to say and everybody has to say about these guys. And I'll just sit back and I'll just I'll be like the the caller. I'll just sit back and listen. You know, I'll hang up and you, listen. You know the, you, you know? you know the crazy thing, Rich? Yeah. Uh, the And I'll view this as a positive. It's 18 guys, as you mentioned. But going through, and I've just been watching so much tape, I could make a case that the two best players on their defense are back next <gasps> year. Oh, really? Because I've, I've been told by everybody in Columbus that Michigan doesn't have anything left there anymore. So yeah. that's uh, not the, the case. Corner, the corner and the defensive tackle are really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. They are. Oh my God! This is going to oh, be great. Oh, and the tight ends, and the tight ends, really good. Yeah, uh, on the Lovely. other side of the ball. He he, yeah. he he wears eighteen too, so maybe they were just <laughs> matching the number uh, of Colson Loveland's uh, jersey uniform. Listen, DJ, uh, I'm looking forward to hanging with you, bud. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we're going to have a blast. We're going to have a blast, man. Thank you. All four days of on-field drills at the NFL Scouting Combine on NFL Network and NFL Plus. Daniel Jeremiah. It starts on Thursday at three Eastern time. We will see you then, Daniel. And appreciate you being here on the Rich Eisen Show. Fun stuff with DJ. Uh, When we come back, the Chiefs are apparently making a move to assure themselves of a great shot of a three-peat and then even beyond. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. A dynasty update when we come back. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me... I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So the Clippers are going through a rebrand. Here's their new logo. TJ Jefferson, resident Clipper fan of the Rich Eisen Show. Have you seen this yet? Of course I've seen it. Hey, here it is. All right. That's a boat. A lot of folks probably don't know a Clipper is a boat. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they used to be the San San Diego Diego Clippers. Clippers. Right. So there's the sea. It's a Clipper ship. You know, with the sea. Isn't it? It looks like a submarine. Oh, uh, it no, looks like no, cruise ship. It looks it's the a cruise ship. ship. Del Tufo, you're the boat you're the expert. Boat guy? Way in. Mike. Way in. What do you like? You liked it? You like it? He doesn't. He doesn't. Words, Mike. Words, words. Mike. Words. 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 Am, I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at it. It looks like a cruise ship. Yep. Looks like the love boat. I was just going to say, is there a new theme, the love boat, when they come out? Yeah. They walk out to the love boat. And oh. it's Kawhi. <laughs> he doesn't say very much. Paul Come George. aboard. So James Harden is We're the bartender? <laughs> um, I don't know. Which one? I guess the captain Captain is Kawhi, right? The whites are clean. Doc would be, well, Rivers, if he was still the coach there. He's not. There, there it is. is. Yeah. What do you think? That's not a clipper <laughs> on the right. Clipper's a small boat, right? Yeah, right. Uh huh. Here we go. Look, I totally get the rebrand idea. I'm kind of New on board arena. with that, but I'm wondering, really? what, what were the other finalists? No, the idea of a rebrand is the Condor going away. Oh, no way. Chuck what do you mean, no way? Because people love Chuck. Do they? I mean, I'm, I'm, I. He's grown on me over the years. Yes. Toilets. There it is. Look, that, two, that, one, two, that's, one, three. That's dope, I, man. I like the uh, the uh, jersey that um, Harden's wearing. I like that. The white is clean. Yeah. yeah. I like the cursive, bringing the cursive back. The cursive back. Is cool. back. Yeah. Back on the Rich oh. Eisen show, looking at the rebrand of the Los Angeles Clippers. I love it. It's a boat. On a boat. I mean, I guess if, if we, we know it's a cruise ship, if somehow, some way, at their new Intuit dome, right? Yep. Um, somehow, some way, the ghost of Jack Klugman falls in love with Charo by about half halftime, right? Charo. <laughs> Bert Convy falls in love with Adrian Barbeau. Except no one on this team knows who any of those people are. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm making myself laugh. It's the only problem. I know who That's all that matters. It's a cruise ship. It's a cruise ship. At any rate. It's a compass rose. Tom Pelissero is reporting that the Chiefs and Andy Reid are going to talk about a contract extension. Ooh, shocker. So much for all the he's thinking of retiring talk. 
says it's going to make him the highest paid coach in the National Football League. And guess what? Makes sense. He deserves it. And in this day and age where market contract this, market contract that, we just saw the first back-to-back campaigns since Super Bowls one and two of NFL Network's coverage of the National Football League 20 years ago. Andy Reid watched the Patriots go back-to-back against his Eagles. And now, smash cut to 20 years later, it's his Chiefs going back-to-back, ending the longest drought of back-to-back champions in the history of the Super Bowl era. And the Chiefs should just keep going all the way in. I'm, I'm interested in who they're going to franchise tag, or not at all. Because Chris Jones has got to be the highest paid player in on uh, the defensive side of the ball. And LeJarrius Sneed is going to have to cash. And you're going to have to keep them all. Even if you have to put it on the, by the, way, the, the cap credit card too. Who the hell knows? Taylor Swift keeps coming to these games. The salary cap could go up $30 million next year. Because it again everything goes yeah. so well. Right. <laughs> so she's responsible for that. By the way, I mean, if, if suddenly more ratings are coming in. The Chiefs are the ones bringing her to the games, and then she's the one who's raising all sort of media boats. And CBS and Fox can start charging more for games. All because of her. For To their advertisers? Laugh all you want, pal. She can ask for a cut, like Caleb Williams? No, she, she doesn't have to. 1% of NFL ownership? She doesn't have to. <laughs> Keep it all going. Keep it all going. Because you have a shot to do something nobody's ever done. That's true. Three in a row. And the way they played this year, this is the year you're supposed to get them. This is the year you were supposed to get them, and nobody got them. They lost to the Raiders at home on Christmas Day and looked terrible doing it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, and Reed is now halfway to Belichick. Mm-hmm. And speaking of dynasty, have you seen the Apple TV documentary on the Patriots dynasty? I watched the first yeah. two. Busy weekend. Didn't watch three and four Got yet. Until the will tonight. all-world, all-time great producer Brian Grazer is coming in. Grazer is coming into our show studio tomorrow to discuss it because he and Ron Howard are the uh, Imagine Entertainment dynamic duo, and that's who's putting this together. And I just want to say this, because you see the dynastic Patriots being born. I've only seen four episodes. It basically takes you up through Spygate. And they're going back and forth. They kind of gloss over the back-to-back championships. Yeah, that's what I had heard. But I, the way that they, they, they're doing it is they go forward and then they go back. I, I'm assuming they'll go back to the yeah. back-to-back at yeah. some point. We're not. I, I don't know. But well, the first two episodes were all about you know 2000 the, and 2001. The Brady, and Brady assumption. Yeah. And I just what, what this is great for me and my household is our 13 year old now, Cooper. Coop. He is the Patriot fan in the house. Susie won that battle. <laughs> I. By the way, I didn't put up any fight. <laughs> no, sorry guys. Sorry Taylor. You got to root for the Jets <laughs> while the Patriots are dynastic twice over sorry (laughs) but he's kind of learning the way this all came about and 
it should put to bed the argument that Belichick is overrated because he had Brady for 20 years. Because Brady doesn't get off the launch pad if Belichick, in his second year as head coach there, decided to say, we're going back to Drew Bledsoe. Which he had an opportunity to do multiple times. Mm -hmm. Multiple times in that first Super Bowl season, including, a lot of folks might not recall, they lost to the Rams in the regular season that year Mm -hmm. in their 10th game. They started 0-2. They lost the second game of the season in which Brady came in for an injured Drew Bledsoe. Then they were 5-4 going into a Sunday night, I believe, Nitro game on ESPN. And Drew Bledsoe had been cleared to play. He had been cleared that to play. Week, Bill sticks with Tom. And Brady stinks to bed against the Rams. He does indeed. Yeah, and they picks. fall to five and five. Yeah. And Belichick comes out in his press conference that week and says, We're staying with Brady, and he's the starter yeah. unless there's an injury. And they didn't lose a game the rest of the regular season. The next game they lost was the following season. <laughs> That is Belichick's doing. Because he could have easily succumbed to the pressure of the media, the fan base, the owner. Bob Kraft is very honest in this documentary. Hour two coming up with Tom Curran. We'll talk to him about this a little bit. I, I, I cannot tell you how many times Belichick could have been like, you know what, because Scott Pioli's in this as well. Mm-hmm. The star of the first four episodes, though, when he appears, is Randy Moss, I must say. Every time he shows up, the screen crackles. Ty Law is super funny. He's great, too. He's really funny. He's great, too. first two episodes. But I want to just say again here, Pioli's talking about how, because they flash back to when Belichick had this decision about Brady during the regular season. Mm -hmm. They flash back to Cleveland and how he got run out of town because of what happened with Bernie Kosar. And how that could have informed him and go, okay, we could we lost our jobs in Cleveland the last time because we didn't handle this PR-wise very well. Kraft loves Bledsoe. Brady just stunk the bed. All right, that project is over. We're going to go back to the old $100 million contract at hand, and he didn't do it. Yeah, and Bob says, look, Drew came to me and was like, WTF, am I going to get my job back? Right. And, and, Bill's, and Bob was like, yes. You know, that's a great point. Let me talk to Bill. Bill's like, no, sticking with Brady. And he also said to Bledsoe, listen, if I force Bill to do this, it's not good for you or me. Right. And then Belichick had this presented to him Super Bowl week again because Brady got hurt in the AFC Championship game that Bledsoe came in and won. And he still stuck with Brady. So get out of here with the Belichick's nobody without Brady because Brady wouldn't have happened without Belichick. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.